you know, my tagline has always been music with a mission. And I felt like before I really started getting into music, I felt like, you know, God wanted me to build my mission first. And so my mission is so much connected to my story. You know, I grew up fatherless, grew up impoverished, um, didn't have a lot. And so for me, my mission is my music. It's my life. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. And Aisha Woods, Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Aisha. Well, welcome, friends. How's everybody doing today? We are on episode 279 wow. between the grooves. Mel and James, we are How here. You feeling, my I'm I'm feeling great. Um, I have really, really been looking forward to this conversation that we that we yeah, have today. Happy. Yeah, this is this is. Um, well, I'll be honest. We've had a standing invitation since day one for Justin Bieber to join us on the show. And he's, uh-huh. he's never responded. He's never said, yeah, he's never dropped <laughs> by, you know, surprised us and, and said, yeah, hey, guys, I just thought I'd, you know, swing by and have a chat. Um, sure. But, but the conversation we're having today is, is better than that anyways. That's and, awesome. And, there, and there is, a, there is, a, there is a, a little bit of a tie-in with Justin Bieber. Uh, the guy okay. we're the guy we're chatting with today uh, was Justin Bieber's former road pastor. He was on the road with Justin uh-huh. just as his career was launching, and uh, but this guy, I mean, this guy's phenomenal. And yes, he is. Oh, oh, this this conversation you cannot <laughs> you cannot shut us down. You cannot turn it off. If you're going to pause because you're driving. Listen to the rest. You want to listen to this entire episode because this is powerful, yes, sure. powerful stuff. It's meaty. Brandon Love is on Between the Grooves. Brandon. Good morning. Hey, hey I'm here. Uh, just trying to see my, should I be seeing myself right now? Or no, like, no, this, this is just audio. Okay. So let's talk about your career. Let's talk about you. Um, I know that, uh, I guess... One of the things that you're known for, I suppose, and I don't want to get into it too much, but um, we've always had an open invitation for Justin Bieber to join us on the show, and he's never taken us up on it. But you've had the opportunity <laughs> to hang out with him quite a bit in the past. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's my little bro. How did that materialize? Like, how did that happen? Oh, man, such a crazy story. Um, but uh, I know his mother, Patty Millett, we met here in Atlanta back in 2009 and she had an interesting just story being from Canada and I had recently moved uh, from Texas here to Atlanta and we were at a church and just through a set of like divine circumstances, she um, told me about her and her son just moving and him going into the industry and how she needed a mentor for his son. And I told her about how I just came from Texas to Atlanta and felt like God was calling me to help mentor, you know, young people. And she was like, well, how would you like to be a mentor for my son? Met him a few days later. We kicked it off. And then six months later, he blew up. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Just never know. <laughs> and you were, you were on the road with him for a bit, too, weren't you? Yeah, I was like a spiritual advisor slash travel pastor for him, for sure. 
I would love to be on the road with you know a big a big artist, not as a, in a spiritual capacity, more just to watch and and learn and and be that fly on the wall, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was a great experience because I was uh, I had recently just graduated college and I was playing basketball, uh, you know, ever since I was a young boy and graduated college and. I had just had this radical experience with God where I had a seven year illness and I was uh, oh, sick wow. for you know uh, a very, very long time. And I experienced a, a miraculous healing that literally changed everything about my life, changed everything about the trajectory of what I felt like I was supposed to do in my life. And I felt like music was supposed to be a big part of that, but because I had been playing basketball for the majority of my life, I didn't really know how to navigate that space. And me coming to Atlanta was to like discover that. And so the fact that, you know, I came here to discover my purpose and find out how to utilize music as a part of that. And then I met Justin and then he got famous and it was like overnight, you know, I got to experience that level of success and be exposed, as you said, like be a fly on the wall, if you will. And it was just really cool to see one, just the power of music and the influence that music has. And so for me to just watch that and to see like, wow, like I know that this is something that I want to do one day. Um, I think what really struck me was the way that I saw how it could influence a generation, um, especially towards something positive. Do you still play basketball? Oh, of course. Of course. I still play. That's like That was like... I mean, I'm a hooper, man. I, I love, I grew up in, in outside of Baltimore area. And, you know, it was either you sold drugs or you played basketball. And uh, I did both <laughs> before I had a radical encounter with God. But yeah, basketball has always been a part of my story for sure. You're involved uh, still with, with uh, the younger generation, with youth and whatnot. Uh, in, yeah. is, is sports part of that? Like, is the basketball part of it? Or is it more of a, you know, just having this relationship almost like a, um, I wouldn't say Boy Scouts or, or you know, um, you know, the father figure or whatever else. Is it is it more like neighborhood kids? Well, yeah, I have a nonprofit organization, uh, 501c3 called Go Getters for God. And the premise of it is that we use the creative arts and we also use sports uh, as a vehicle to mentor kids and do outreach and uh, we have an incubator program where we actually take them through a whole cohort of development classes, whether that's spiritual development, leadership, business, family, like all the life skills. And then we basically take them through a program where they help to become who they're called to be. And some of them there have businesses. Some of them have, you know, dreams of doing music. And so all different types of kids. And we walk them through that process. And so sports is a huge aspect of you know what we tend to draw and so uh we have people that have tried out for the nfl and we have kids that um are in the music industry as well and so yeah our organization is kind of like you know if you would say big brother little brother program but we uh have mentors that mentor these young individuals and you know just kind of help them walk in their god-given purpose how long is the program brandon um, it varies. We have people that come in and come out, uh, and then we have a year and a half development program. Uh, okay. Have a a building here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, called the Oasis, where actually people come and their families come with them, and they live in our community, 
And so they get an opportunity to go through the program. But then we also do outreach in the city here in Atlanta. We may feed the mm-hmm. homeless. Uh, we do a lot of community outreach programs. And so, yeah, a lot of the people that are going through that program now are actually living in community with us. And is this is this your job? Like this is what you do for full time, um, full time employment or is the music uh, what you're gearing towards or moving towards? Yeah, I kind of it, it, it's kind of in tandem. So, you know, my tagline has always been music with a mission. And I felt like uh, before I really started getting into music, I felt like, you know, God wanted me to build my mission first. And so my mission is so much connected to my story. You know, I was grew up fatherless, grew up impoverished, um, didn't have a lot. And so for me, my mission is my music. It's my life. And so run this nonprofit organization and have a team of people that work with me. And then out of that, we create music. Um, Music is at the center of a lot of what we do here and a lot of ways that we actually teach. Um, We see it as like a creative development resource. And so the song that I just released, Freedom, was based on a mission trip that I went to Africa. And out of my experience there, I wrote that song. so that's kind of how it, it all nice. kind of came together. Where'd you go? I went to Malawi. It's my first time to Africa. Okay. Yeah, I went to Malawi. Nice. What was, can you tell us about your experience there? Obviously, it's it's uh, in, in probably in the song Freedom as well. But can you kind of, in your words, explain, you know, yeah. how, how that yeah. impacted you? Yeah, it was one of the most miraculous, amazing trips um, of my life. Uh, obviously, first time going to Africa, being an African-American was that was hugely impactful. Um, but one of the things that happened when I was there was I got asked to go to a prison to speak to some women that were in prison. Um, and this prison was like one of the worst, not just prisons I've ever been to, but just the worst places I've ever been to in terms of the environment was just extremely hostile. Uh, it was dirt floors. It was, um, it was the, I mean, I, I don't even have words to describe how hostile an environment it was in, but these women were inside of this little chapel and they had their babies with them. And I found out that these babies were born in prison and, you know, some of the babies were, you know, four or five years old. So some of them had been in prison since they were born. Wow. And they were inside of this prison and, you know, we come over as like American missionaries to share and encourage. And we, we gave out, you know, toiletries and different, you know, necessities that they needed. And we just came to give them hope. And so I share my story a little bit and then I rap for them a little bit. And then they start singing. And as they're singing, um, you know, I grew up in church and, you know, I've heard, you know, gospel songs all the time and I'm around that all the time as well. But, it was the fact that they were singing in that level of poverty, you know, destitution, like that was just like, wow, like, you know, for them to have that type of joy in that situation, it really compelled me. And um, to ask, you know, I talk, started talking to the warden and I'm like, what are they singing? Like, and he says, they're singing, I have been set free in your name, Father. Hmm. When they said, when they said that, it just, it hit me because, you know, I know the power of the gospel. It saved my life. And I know yeah. that, you know, I wouldn't even be here um, if it had not been for the gospel. As I was telling you guys earlier, I had a business that I got miraculously healed from. 
Um, mm. But being being an American, you know, that's one thing and going through challenges, but being an African and going through challenges looked totally different. And the fact that they sure. were in prison, not, not thinking about they were going to be set free in six months or a year or they, they were going to get out. They were singing, I'm already free. Yeah. <laughs> in your name, mm-hmm. Father. And it struck me so hard. And in that moment, I just felt like God spoke to me and said, I want you to help tell their stories. And so I took my phone and I was able to get a sample of their recording singing. And while I was in Africa, I wrote the song. And mm. I was I was there with uh, an organization called the Lewis Palau Association, which they do yes. festivals all over the world. And they asked me, could I come perform on the last day of the festival? It was about 50,000 people there. And I felt like I was supposed to literally release the song that we had just written 24 hours ago. And that song while we were in Malawi and the best thing I can say is that it felt like it was like healing for the people there. You know, many of the people that were there at that festival, they had people that were in that prison. And so the fact that we had them sampled on the song singing in the background, I have been set free and they were in jail, but the people at the festival mm. were out of jail. But the freedom that these women were singing about was more powerful sure, than sure. the people that were actually physically free. And mm. it, it touched the people. It impacted the people. And there's just been a spiral of events that have happened. So, uh, you know, as you can hear, yeah, it was it was such a miraculous and radical and life changing trip for me. Wow. Um, I just have a question. You were mentioning about the fact that, and this is like kind of hit me where you're talking about the these women that are incarcerated and they're in jail, they're in prison, and they've got their kids with them. They've got young babies, um, you know, up to the age of four or whatever else. What happens to these kids? Because obviously they didn't do anything. They should not be in jail. But I, I understand that right. they need to be with their parents uh, or their mom, uh, you know, to to you know, get bigger, I guess. But what happens after they're like, do they get, do they get pulled from their, from their mom and get thrown into school or something? Foster care. What what happens to them? Yeah. You know, I asked some of the same questions and and now we're working with the, uh, the ex president's daughter of Malawi, who is one of the ones that brought us into the organization. And, you know, when I saw all of this and I had some of the same questions, I was like, hey, what can we do to help? And I was just trying to find out and understand the situation. And one thing is, it's like it's totally different from America, you know, in terms of the foster care system. My mother works in, uh, as a social worker and she works in the foster care system in uh, Texas. And, you know, she tells me all the time about how there's, there's so many kids that need help in the foster care system here in America. But. You know, what I've come to gather so far and I'm still, you know, doing research about how we can, you know, work with them in, in the prison there in Malawi. What I found out is that for some of those kids, that's the safest place that they could actually be, that there's not necessarily foster care systems there that those kids could go to. They may only have their mother, you know, they might wow. not have some of the the resources that we have. You know, we hear about Africa and orphans and and you know, the, the, the deficit of support that's there. And I think that's just the reality of the situation. 
um, was that, you know, it might have been some of the safest places for these kids to be, which, you know, is such a sad reality. Mm -hmm. And so we're working with an organization there uh, because the same community that we have here in Atlanta, we actually want to build more communities like that in other places. And so we're actually partnering with an individual in Malawi to help build community so that some of these women, when they get out of prison, that they could come and take their families and actually live in these communities and go through some of that holistic care that our community provides um, so that they can walk, you know, on that path of redemption. But, you know, sad to say, you know, I don't think they have the resources that we have. And so, you know, these parents are having to make the best decisions they can. Um, and to be honest, man, it's hard to wrap your mind around. I'm still wrapping my mind around it. And this is why we did the song so that we could actually spread awareness and, uh, you know, kind of make a difference. Are you still involved mm -hmm. with the Luis Palau evangelistic team? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really close with uh, Kevin Palau. He's been a great support and they've mm -hmm. just been, you know, sort of with what we do. I had the uh, opportunity to meet Luis Palau uh, before he passed. Well, not, I, I shouldn't say before <laughs> he passed. It was years and years and years and years ago when he was uh, gaining momentum in Latin America. And uh, I'll say this, I've got the highest regard for the Luis Palau team because uh, they do things that... Uh, perhaps isn't done a whole lot anymore. Like we, we've heard in the past about the Billy Graham Association and they still do crusades sure. and stuff. But I, I think the Luis Palau team go into a lot of places that maybe shouldn't. It sounds like I'm downplaying the Billy Graham Association, <laughs> but they go into other places, but, you know. They, I mean, fact is fact. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. They're going into other areas where there's needs. And, and so I appreciate both organizations, right. but but. Luis Palau isn't a household name like Billy Graham is, is I guess what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, you know, known Kevin a little bit and, you know, he told me a lot of the stories about his dad and his dad actually worked for Billy Graham for a while. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't know that, but Luis Palau used to be his interpreter when Billy Graham would go to Latin America. And, and I think that, you know, was a huge part of his testimony and, and to, to see what they do in other countries specifically um, is amazing. I mean, the way that they go in advance of these major crusades that they do and serve the people and, mm -hmm. and feed them, go into the prisons and like just get involved in the community. And also, they're not just going there to, you know, share the gospel with these individuals. They're also partnering with a lot of the local organizations. They're they're collaborating with the city and the church mm -hmm. there. And um, literally when I was there in Malawi, you could feel a whole entire city was being impacted by the effect of this organization along with those who were on the ground that were partnering together. It was amazing. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was a move of God. Um, I mean, literally there were people that were taking their babies out of the hospital that had malaria and dropping them off at the festival and God was healing them on the spot like yeah I love it that. was <laughs> it was phenomenal so i was so grateful to be a part of it i think one of the important things to note is what you said about the fact that they don't just kind of show up and ta-da we're here no they've been right. they've been right. planning for months they've been on site for months getting this whole thing together mm -hmm. and and doing stuff for the community well, you're not just showing up and say hey you know serving. preaching the gospel but well, they're even, actually even serving. years yeah. even years like they actually go in yeah. like I think it's three years in advance wow. and they actually won't even start doing an initiative until 
the they can get some of the leaders of that city and that community and the churches there to work together for at least a I think a two to three year process. So they're building relationships, awesome. they're invested. Um, and, right. and so it's really cool to see how invested and how thoughtful and how intentional they are because they want to see lasting impact. And so it was really easy for me to be involved in that because I think the church has done, you know, an amazing job in sharing the gospel, but I believe that there's a greater need for discipleship and what that looks like to help, especially countries like Malawi, you know, impact their, their infrastructure and help raise up leaders from within that community. And so it's a huge part of what I feel called to do. And I think it's a huge part of why, you know, Kevin Palau feels called to con- partner with me and then vice versa. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty incredible, yeah. especially given the fact that, you know, again, going back to how you started and literally just basketball was your life and, and, you know, that other life of yours and then getting sick yourself and understanding that, you know, God healed you and then getting into the music side of things and everything else. Like you've, you've come full circle for sure. Haven't you? Full circle. Isn't amazing, man, how God works. Yeah. Right. Um, but absolutely, man, it's, you know, music, sports, uh, even specifically the hip hop genre of music is is the most influential genre of music in the world. It's the most worldwide uh, language um, across the board. Um, I got to see that when I traveled with Justin um, and sports is the same thing. And so to be able to see God use that as a tool and to be able to use that tool specifically as a means to carry a language of a message that has the power to change lives, cities, states, nations. Um, it's amazing. And we're actually seeing that happen. And I feel like we're just beginning. And so, yeah, I am so grateful, man, that uh, God saved me and that, you know, I get to be an example of many of the things that God has done in my life that I can encourage another young person to say, yo, if he did it for me, he could do it for you. But also we can walk, we can walk with you together. Like I didn't have some of the guidance. I didn't have some of the people and some of the support um, that many young people don't have this day. And so the fact that, you know, God has given us a vision to be able to come alongside these individuals and all, all over the world and to try to help provide some, some natural support, you know, as well as giving them the, the spiritual support that cannot just impact their lives, but cause them to be influences in society. Like we've seen that happen. Justin work with Justin's all the time. I meet Justin's everywhere I go. He just happened to be a, a famous person that has influence, but we're seeing that in so many different places and it's just inspiring us to want to do and be more. You know, what's inspiring to me, Brandon, is is yeah. hearing what you're saying and convincing myself that it doesn't seem like you're motivated by record sales at all. No, his his passion. Yeah, his passion speaks. Well, I live by a, a couple of different mottos. One is uh, relationship over agenda, and another one is souls over sales. And I think it's one of the reasons why God is giving me favor and giving me uh, a platform and a position to influence um, people and have access to, you know, a lot of things that even artists that have been doing music for years, uh, 
don't have access to. Um, a lot of people don't know that when I first moved to Atlanta, I was pushing with music. I was like, music, let's get it out. Let's get, you know, get all the records, and which is good. But there was a moment of obedience when I felt like God told me to lay down my music. And I felt like he told me to spend more time seeking him in prayer and just having more intimate relationship with him. And I did that out of obedience. And it was actually out of that season that I met Justin's mother. And, you know, I was just being obedient. And the next thing you know, this young man, you know, blew up. And next thing you know, I'm in the industry. And one of the first things that I felt like God spoke to me the first day I was on the road with him, which was at the Grammys uh, in 2010, I felt like God spoke to me and I was like, God, this is so crazy. Like I've been wanting to get in this position my whole, you know, my whole music career. And you just put me here without even using music. And I felt like God said to me, I just wanted to show you that I could get you here without using your gift. That if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all these other things will be added. And I think a lot of times, you know, Coming from the world where I come from, music is about building your own kingdom. But I felt like when I started building a relationship with God, he started showing me, no, music is just a tool. Just like whatever your vocation is, it's a tool that God can use. And as we Absolutely. understand what it really means to build his kingdom, which is really has to do with people, serving people, glorifying yeah. him, then I think God can use whatever tool. But the fact that God showed me, I don't even have to use it, Brandon, to get you where I want you to get to. If you just be obedient, I will put you in that position. And Absolutely. I've been so fortunate and so grateful that God has allowed that to be something that has been a part of my story because it's something that I use now when I meet young people that are like, hey, I want to do music and I want to do sales. And I'm like, that will come. But I was like, that gift that you now gives you the power and the influence to affect your community around you. And if you can mm -hmm. affect your community around you right now, you're going to have influence with people and how you, however you choose to use that, you know, so be it. Um, but on the other side of that, when you, understand the environment and the culture and the community of the people around you. Now you can actually write music that has not just gifting into it, that not just sells music, but you can actually write music and create music and create, you know, things of that light that can really impact the lives of people. And I've just found like, I will take, I will take one song that impacts the life of a person, like how I was impacted by the gospel over a million yes. sales all day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's purpose. If I can say, Brandon, you don't need Kevin Pillow to preach. You could do it all yourself. Like talk about a mo yeah. motivational speaker and getting people pumped up. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, I get that a lot. My kids are like, Dad, you're a preacher. And I'm like, yeah, I, yes, think, I think it's in my bloodline. My, my, dad's, my dad's a preacher. You know what I mean? And I think I get some of that from him. But yeah, I'm 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 passionate about these things that I'm sharing because they're my life and because I actually see it in the face of so many young people that were getting an opportunity to, you know, touch. I get to see this happen in their lives and I get to see their life transform in front of me. And they're amazing artists. And so I do believe that it's not one or the other. It's not it's not souls or sales, it's souls over sales. And I do believe that there is a generation of people that are going to catch the heart of what I'm sharing right now. And some of them that are already walking in that. And I do believe that yes. this music has to come to the forefront. 
I believe that the trend is shifting and that there is so much going on in the world that people need more substance. We need more substance yes, in everything that we're creating. And so for me, it's, it's just real because I'm watching it impact me and I'm watching it impact my family and the people around me. So I'm like, God, if you can do that, let's do it. Do it for as many people as possible. Do it for an entire generation. Like, you know, I'm a dream. Sure, so. sure. Don't get me started on here, man. Between preaching and drinking, man, I, I see a revolution coming, man. Okay, so so let's let's it's happening. let's calm down a bit. Let's calm down. Okay, we're, we're getting carried away. We're getting carried, no, I'm just kidding. Um, tell us tell us what is in store musically for you now. I mean, obviously, you went to the Malawi uh, trip, and it um, it resulted in a song called Freedom. Uh, what do you see happening now as far as the music side of your career? Yeah, man, I've literally been on this journey for over now, I don't know, 14 years plus, and mm-hmm. I've actually created so much music. And uh, I, I always felt like, you know, I was on these musical journeys and I would have projects and songs out and I would just be waiting for opportunity to release them and, God would bring people like Justin in my life and felt like I was faced with a huge, you know, uh, question in those seasons. Do I pursue music and try to make my thing go or do I prioritize the relationships and, and discipleship? And and I've just prioritized that um, and it's been super rewarding. But I've also had the question in the back of my head, you know, God, what about this music you've given me? And in the last few years, um, I've, I've felt super hopeful that some of the music that I've created and some of the music that I, you know, I'm looking forward to creating would, it's the time for it. And so uh, Justin released the album called Freedom uh, a few years ago, and I was featured on that. And that kind of, I think, brought some awareness to who I was musically. Um, and then I've partnered with two labels, uh, one most recently, Pure Mosaic, and I just did a single deal with them. And we're in talks about doing more musical projects. Um, but I have songs that are ready to go. And I'm so excited about these songs. They are, they're just precious and I'm creating music, uh, in all different types of genres. And so I actually have a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to sharing to, uh, to the public and, um, y'all could just be praying with me, man. It's been such a a hard journey for me musically, a lot of opposition, a lot of setbacks, and then a lot of things that have just been, you know, like I said, choices that I've just chose to prioritize. You know, my family chose to prioritize um, other relationships. But but I do believe that this is the time for me to release, you know, my music, my story. Um, I really believe that. And so I'm just praying every day that all the, you know, right doors would open up and that, you know, I would get an opportunity to share what God's put in my heart. Well, maybe, maybe Justin, more. maybe Justin will want to collaborate with you. Well, we'll, we'll see, man. I you mean, know, I think that tables that, that are turned. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I believe God is working <laughs> and I believe God is moving. And we actually right now are, we have some really big things that we're working on. Um, we are actually have uh, a partnership uh, and they have agreed for us to host our first festival. So I'm getting an opportunity to be a co-owner, a co-owner of a festival where we actually are going to be releasing our music. So it's going to be a music with a mission festival. 
And um, I'm super excited about that. Um, God works in mysterious ways. And, you know, typically you're an artist and you have all these songs out and then you get your own stadium event or tour. And God kind of did it backwards for me. He gave me my own stadium festival event and we get an opportunity to to book artists and we're getting an opportunity to work with um, some amazing nonprofit organizations. And so, you know, I think the music thing is is one thing for me, but I wrote a business plan when I came out of college about what I wanted to see uh, my music do. And the reality of it is without having all the sales and all the notoriety, I'm getting to live out the purpose and the mission. And so for me, if I never become yes, famous, sir. if the music never goes beyond that, but I get to continue to live in mission and live in purpose and make a difference. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And if the music tends to do anything more than that, then, you know, to God be the glory. Be um, it. Yeah, sure. But I say that to say, I appreciate you guys sharing the comments. I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on to talk about the music because um, I feel like uh, it's, it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I love doing. I would do it even if I wasn't getting paid or anything to do it. But I also believe that, you know, God has given me a gifting and that the words that I'm really trying to speak through these songs, I'm really praying that there would be a generation that would grab a hold to it and that there would be language for another young person that is dreaming and, and has a gift and, you know, wants God to be at the center or doesn't know God. I'm just hoping that it literally, as Tupac said, he said, man, if it just touches one person, you know, it could, that person could be the person that reaches a million. So for me, um, I'm just grateful to be able to use it as a gift. When this festival comes down, can you let us know about it? I will, man. I appreciate you guys' time, man. This was such a fun conversation, and you guys definitely will be, you know, on my list to let you guys know we are literally in the planning stages of it now, and hopefully we'll be launching, um, I mean, we'll be broadcasting our first date. So, yeah, man, however we can stay connected, and uh, we, we need all the help that we can get. So, that's absolutely. awesome. That's awesome. Brandon, thank you so much for hanging with us. Really appreciate your time yeah, and uh, really enjoyed this conversation. Very inspirational, if I can say. Man, people that don't listen to this are crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I appreciate. Sure. I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate the honor just to be thank on you guys' you. platform. Thanks, Brandon. Thank really so appreciate your time. Take care. You too. What an inspirational conversation with Brandon, huh? If I could describe it in one word... Wow. <laughs> I, I love getting the chance to speak with people that have so much more inside of them, um, more than meets the eye. Sure. You know, and it more than more their songs. Surprise. Yeah. More than just in the right. songs and the lyrics and stuff. I right. mean, there's there's so much meat and and, you know, um, stuff behind all of that. And so when oh, you absolutely. and then you listen to the song and it's just like, well, there's a quick little summary, just a quick little taste of what he's all about. <laughs> right. But it's very, very quick because there's so much more like everything from his life mm-hmm. story to what he's done and and the crusades that he's been part of. And then and then, you know, being impacted personally by his trip to Malawi and how that sure. has kind of shifted things. And the whole Justin Bieber thing is just kind of a small little component, small, small little part. component of absolutely. the whole thing, you know. And so having said that, we still would welcome Justin to come on the podcast at any time. Just throwing that out there once again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, before we go, 
We got to hear from Meg Ammons. She's got some artist advice for us this week. I would say don't lose the joy in your journey. Don't measure yourself against someone else. Just make sure you're being faithful to what God has called you to do. And that's really how you keep the joy, honestly. Um, It's when you see someone else's highlight reel and you're thinking of your hardships that you can quickly think, what do I need to do to hustle and prove myself? You know, if you are living to prove yourself, you're just, it's like you're defeating yourself every step of the way. You know, if you stay right with God and remember that He approves of you already, then I think we step forward with the right heart attitude and that, I mean, we want to enjoy the journey, you know? Um, because if you're just waiting for those couple highlight moments of your life, I think I want to be nominated for something. I want to finally get that big cut. Like, those are going to come so few and far between. And if you're just waiting for those to be happy, you're missing the joy you can have every day. So be grateful that you can hear God and enjoy the everyday part of that fellowship that we were created for. And then, yes, everything else becomes icing on the cake. Even though we're trying to improve all the time, be the best we can be, don't lose the fundamental, simple, simple joy of knowing Jesus and, and that being the overflow into all of your gifts. And you know what? Just just hearing Meg uh, remind us of that very simple fact, it just warms my heart. Yeah, it's interesting. She uses the term highlight reel. And so it's it's so uh-huh. easy on social media to get sucked into someone else's world and see the best part right. of their lives. But we don't know and see half the stuff that happens behind the scenes, all the all the bad mm-hmm. moments and all the, you know, um, sad moments that that happen. We just see sure. the best. And so right. um, it's it's interesting how she worded all that. And, and, you know, at the same time, very difficult because of all of that, because of that pressure to stay focused mm-hmm. on on right. what's really important. So, yeah, good words from Meg. Isn't she like the epitome of songwriter? Yeah. <laughs> Even in what she shared, it was it was so poetic. Yeah, you know, I could write a song. About I love that. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was great. Uh, great conversation with Brandon Love, and uh, and appreciated yes. Meg stopping by as well. And that is it for this week. We are out of time. Uh, thanks for tuning yes. in, and check us out next week. A brand new episode dropping of Between the Grooves. for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends, rating our podcast, or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com. 